today on Jeff's podcast. The Lord said, write the vision, make it plain upon table so he may run who reads it. That's what Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 says. One of the most quoted verses in all of scripture as it pertains to vision and the future of what God has planned for us. Yet, it can be misunderstood. Sometimes we attribute our hopes and dreams to this passage without stopping to take a moment and absorb its context. Habakkuk was a prophet who gave a very difficult word following the death of one of Israel's greatest kings, King Josiah. He was a king who tore down high places and restored the worship of the Lord, who got rid of the nonsense and the worship of idols in all of Israel. Yet when Josiah passed away, his sons and grandsons ruled, and Israel returned to their wickedness, to their idolatry, to their sin. And in Habakkuk's prophecy, he is interceding and pleading with God to intervene in this situation, to preserve the righteous, to judge the wicked, and to show up with revival in the land. And when God answers Habakkuk, he doesn't like the answer. I can relate to that, and I'm sure you can too. Sometimes when we are asking God to intervene in a crisis, when we're asking God to touch us at a very vulnerable point in our lives, sometimes we don't like the answer. Perhaps it's because the answer is, uh, the answer pertains to a larger issue than the one that we're talking to God about. Sometimes when we're telling God what we need, God is looking at the bigger picture. That what we need is just a symptom. It's just a portion of the bigger issue, the bigger need. And that's what's happening in Habakkuk chapter 2. God was going to use the Chaldeans to bring judgment to the wickedness that had arisen after the death of King Josiah in the land of Israel. And Habakkuk didn't like that answer. Habakkuk said, why do you allow the wicked to continue to perform their wickedness and you hold their tongue? And why do you use a wicked nation to bring judgment upon a nation that is more righteous than they? Talking about the Chaldeans and the Israelites. And that's when, after his argument, after his second question to God in chapter 2, he says, I will stand on my watch and I will wait to see what the Lord has to say. He has prayed a prayer that he believes is Uh, an effective prayer. It is on point. And now he's waiting for God's answer. He's argued with God over his own word. And it's okay. It's all right to argue with God. We've all argued with God a time or two in our lives, haven't we? And that's exactly what Habakkuk's doing. He has come back at God with an argument that he feels good about. And he says, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait to see what God has to say. And Habakkuk too is God's answer. And this is when he says, Take what I'm about to tell you, this vision that I'm about to show you, and write it down. Make it plain upon the tables upon which you write it down, so that even a runner, a messenger, 
can read it, understand it, and repeat it. Because it's going to take some time. And though it tarry, wait for it, for it shall come at its appointed time. This is what God is telling Habakkuk about the prophecy he's about to give him. Write this down. Make it understandable so that a messenger can continue repeating from one generation to the next what I'm about to say. This is the vision. And as the story unfolds, Habakkuk at the end of his prophecy begins to understand the higher ways of God. And he he begins to understand that though he did not quite get what God was saying at the beginning, now he understands God's bigger plan and he is embracing it. He is embracing the plan. Something interesting uh, about Habakkuk's name is his name even means to uh, embrace, one who embraces. And it's interesting that, that, that Habakkuk, um, a man with the, the name that means one who embraces, writes about this vision that doesn't always fit what he wants because he trusts God's ultimate plan. He trusts God's ultimate vision and he embraces it. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. God is a God of vision. Now, I have preached it. Your pastor has preached it. Many, a preacher worth his salt, has preached about the power and the necessity of vision. God is a God of vision. There is little that can be said that has not already been said about the power of vision as pastors and preachers and prophets have uh, extemporaneously unpacked Habakkuk chapter 2. Andy Stanley wrote a book called The Power of Vision, and he used this prophecy of uh, Habakkuk and other places in Scripture to lay out what vision is all about. It's a powerful book. I suggest you read it as I did. But I want you to understand that vision is about tomorrow. And what I mean by that is sometimes you 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 uh, measure your vision in terms of what's happening now. Vision requires you to lift your eyes from your current situation and your current problem. Vision requires you to lift your eyes beyond your present dilemma. Vision requires you to fix your eyes upon something that is ahead of you and to uh, improvise, adapt, and overcome with the uh, problems and the issues and the roadblocks of today in order to keep pressing toward the vision of tomorrow. And when you are doing that, when you are living in the now and you are doing so in order to fulfill your divine destiny and reach the place of vision in your life, it's extremely easy to get bogged down and distracted. It's easy to get bogged down and distracted by what's going on around you because sometimes vision seems like something in a dream that is afar off and is nowhere close to where you are today. Maybe you're experiencing that. Maybe God's given you vision. If he hasn't, 
Ask him to. Ask God, Lord, give me a vision of what you want to do in my life. A vision for my family, a vision for my organization, a vision for my business, a vision for my church, a vision for my life. God will grant you vision. But you have to be able to listen to the fine print of God's voice, if you will. Habakkuk didn't like how God was laying out this vision, and he told him so. And God said, I'm going to perform this vision. I'm going to bring about this vision to the benefit and the freedom of my people, but I have to do it my way. Therefore, write it down, make it understandable, so that even the runners and the messengers can accurately understand and repeat what I'm saying. The vision doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be complicated. Write it down so it's understandable. Give me something that I can articulate without having to explain it. That's why uh, vision is all about picture. Vision, take your, take your physical vision, for instance. Um, biology says that your eyes are not what sees things. Your eyes don't put the vision together. Your brain puts the vision together based on the input that is provided by your eyes. In other words, your eyes act like a camera or the shutters of a camera, and your brain recreates the picture that your eyes see. When God grants you vision, he gives you a snapshot, and in your spirit, he creates the picture of what he has promised you, that thing that you are setting goals and pressing for, that vision in your life. Unfortunately, there are some things that have to happen. There are changes that have to happen. There are separations that have to happen. There are uh, changes of scenery and changes of location and changes of mindset. There are changes that must take place in order for your vision to come to pass, and the change is the difficult part. And so some days you wake up and you say, Lord, I don't know how in the world today fits into the vision. I don't understand how the, the crisis of today fits into the vision or how this thing that I'm stuck on fits into the vision. It seems so far away that what you have shown me is so far removed from where I am. I just don't see that vision come to pass. In Israel's case, this is why God told Habakkuk, write it down, make it plain so that it can be understood by the messengers and repeated to those who need to hear it because it was going to tarry. It was going to take some time. It was going to have to wait until its appointment. Your vision has an appointment. And even though you can't reconcile today with the vision that you see in your spirit, you can't reconcile the heartache and the loss of today with what you see in your spirit. You can't figure out how the crisis and the hardship and the pain of today fits into the picture God put in your spirit. That's why God made it plain for you. So that even when you are in the dark, you can still see his vision for your life. Even when your eyes become dim, you can see in your spirit the vision for your life. Your vision is made up of a picture of your tomorrow. 
But I want to tell you that regardless of the uh, hindrances, regardless of the delays that have come to your vision, don't lose your hope, for your vision is going to come to pass. That's what Habakkuk said. He's, that's what God said, rather, to, to Habakkuk. He said, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. Can I tell you something? God is pro-vision. I want you to say that with me. God is pro-vision. That's why when God gives you a vision, he will make provision <laughs> because he is provision. God wants to fulfill the vision in you more than you want the vision to be fulfilled in you. It is God's plan that you have embraced. Like Habakkuk, he was one who embraced the vision that God gave him and the word that God gave him for Israel. God's vision for your life that you have embraced, it's God's plan and God's vision. And you must embrace it so that even in the valley, you understand that it's only temporary. You will come up out of the valley and you will see the salvation of the Lord. God is going to completed. And one day you'll look back and you will see how the events of today, whether positive or negative, whether painful or promising, fit into the overall vision God has for your life. Sometimes along the way to vision, you have to learn some lessons. Sometimes those lessons aren't uh, easily learned. But I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you that God is provision. And he wants to fulfill the vision he's given you. And if you will stay on course and you will believe him and you will trust him and you will lean upon him, God will bring it to pass. Just as he promised Habakkuk that he would do so for Israel, he has resounded that promise to you that if you will wait for it, your vision has an appointment. If it were to come too soon, it wouldn't work. If it were to come on your schedule, it wouldn't work. You've got to wait for the appointment of your vision, for it has an appointed time. If God brought it to be now, you wouldn't be ready. If God put it in your hand now, you wouldn't be prepared to handle it. You would drop it. You would make a mistake. You would mess it up. But if you will wait, if you will wait, your vision has an appointment. Hang on to the vision God put in your heart. He gave you a picture. He gave it to you so that it would be plain and understandable and palatable and that you could comprehend it in such that even in the darkness, the devil can't take your vision from you. Even in the night season, the devil cannot take your vision from you. Hang on to the vision. Write it down. Make it plain so that even the messenger, God said, can interpret and repeat it. 
I just love God's word. I love Habakkuk 2. I love to preach about vision. I hope you are encouraged today by vision. What is your vision? What has God promised to do in your life? I know what that is for me. I don't know what it is for you. And I will confess to you today that even during this pandemic, there have been seasons when I have felt discouraged because this pandemic did not fit into God's vision for my life. Does it yours? This pandemic has made it difficult for me to travel, difficult for me to preach and get in, uh, get into uh, the congregations and the appointments that I had uh, prior to this pandemic coming back. People are still not meeting in churches in some parts of the country. And so, but God's given me this platform to sit here every week in my home studio and share the word of God into a camera that has the potential of going around the world. And I've come to you today. I don't know where you are. I don't know what state you're in. I don't know what, what nation you're in. I don't know what situation you're in. I don't know what your problem may be. But what I do know is that God has a vision for your life. And if you will take that vision and apply it on the tablet of your heart in a way that is plain and understandable, the enemy can't take your vision. Though he dim your eyesight and though he bombard you with the input of information from every side, the enemy can never steal your vision. I want you to be encouraged. God is pro-vision. That's why when he gives you a provision, he will make provision. Please be encouraged today. I hope you have a great week. I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on any major podcast platform or Jeff's YouTube channel. For more information about this ministry, visit us at jeffwolf.org. Just Released is Jeff's newest book, 10 Reasons Why. You can get it free by texting the keyword RESTORED to 833-649-1545. Message and data rates may apply. We'll see you next week. Be blessed.